Welcome to Grizzly Peaks Radio. This is Masks of Nyarlathotep for Call of Cthulhu, 7th edition. Dark schemes herald the end of the world. Written by Larry Dottilio and Lynn Willis. 5th edition by Mike Mason, Lynn Hardy, Paul Fricker, and Scott Dahl. Let's start with uh, Gwen and Jack, I think, after we've had that big revelation at Henson Manufacturing. I think it'd be good to just cut away to Jack and Gwen as they uh, are going about their stealth mission, I believe. Give her hell. Factory, are we going to the hotel? I don't remember. No, you're going to the hotel. You were going to the hotel. Right, whilst, exactly. Whilst the others were at the factory hoping to take advantage of the distraction or the focus on the factory. Gwen, what was her plan again? Uh, the plan, as far as I know, is to uh, go into the hotel, perhaps find out which room number is Zara's, see if we can maybe peek around, see if we can find some of our shit, that would be nice, and uh, finagle it back into our hotel. Some retcon, mostly non-confrontational. I don't want to see Zara. Kiara, it's recon. Every time you say retcon, <laughs> That, that, it's all right. I'm keeping that in. I like it. No, no, damn it! You're not retconning anything. <laughs> not ret- I've always got retcon in the mind. Yes, every, you want to redo everything, basically. Yes, I do. I do. I do. <laughs> every decision. Every decision in my life. <laughs> yes. All right. The plan then is, as I understand it, you're you're going to the Great Northern Hotel and you're going to try and locate Zara's suite. Yes. Correct. Okay. So you arrive at the Great Northern Hotel. It's morning, it's a frosty morning, clear sky for once. Yeah, the hotel isn't isn't very busy. You know, there's not a lot of people there. It's, it's quite early in the morning. Should we take the back door? Uh, we could, but uh, how do you propose that we find Zara's room? It's a very good question. So I've tried asking the receptionist the other day, but she wasn't very cooperative. <laughs> so I'm not gonna build on her. So, I mean, we could take the back door. That's one thing, but I mean, we, I don't know. What do you think? I have one idea. Tell me. I, I do not know how successful it will be, but uh, I could talk to the receptionist and uh, kind of spin some sort of tale of, oh, me and Zara are both married, we're in an unhappy marriages, and we are having an affair with each other, and we were both meeting up at this hotel, but she didn't give me her... Uh, room number and she's using her fake name kind of thing kind of deal and if that doesn't work i'll just use cloud memory and try (laughs) something else we could also try two things in parallel unless it would make sense for us to appear again maybe as a maman i feel i don't know but maybe there's not much value because she already knows me i mean she's missing she thinks i'm a policeman which i guess i am technically oh that's good we could uh maybe i have an idea we could come and i'm as a policeman and like you're crying and because you somebody stole something from you and which is literally true and i'm like this lady i just met here on the street and she said like something somebody in your hotel stole from her i would be worried because doing that would require the receptionist to get zara possibly and have a confrontation whereas we just want to get the number so you go in and it's everyone's favorite northern receptionist she sees you and says um can i help you miss uh madame i gosh i don't know if i can uh, do this do what well 
I'm trying to find someone here to- Oh, this is so embarrassing, I don't know what to do here. Oh. So, I'm trying to find someone here at this hotel. I'm trying to meet up at this hotel with someone. Madame, can you keep a secret? Oh, oh, I'm very good at keeping... Are, are you... I've having a lot of strange people coming in asking about people. Are you with the police as well? The police were here? Yeah, oh, tw twice. Was he asking after Zara? Oh, no, no, they were asking after a man. A man? Was it Jamie? How, how do you know that? Are you are you with the police as well? Oh, I was afraid of that. Jamie is here? Oh, no. <laughs> She's like looking shocked. She's like, oh, what's, what's, what's he done? Is he, oh, is he, is he a murderer? Uh, no, 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 he's not, he's not. But, uh, I worry that he might become one if he if we keep doing this game. And I start fake crying and holding my head in my hands. She holds her hand to, to like her neck and she's like, oh, oh, oh. she's having a bit of a palpitation. She's saying, oh, I've, I've, this has been the most exciting week of my life. And I just, I start like breathing with difficulty. I'm like, do you have a tissue? Do you have a, I'm sorry, I'm sorry to ask. Do I have a handkerchief? We've got a, oh, oh, we've got a hanky here. Oh, take a hanky. And she, she dabs at your face. Oh, thank you so much. So, okay, if I have a good feeling from you, you have this... I think I can trust you. Can I trust you? Oh, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Oh, it's a big but... secret. Oh, oh, oh. What is it? Is it scandalous? Is it scandalous? It is. It's very oh, scandalous. It cannot, it cannot be said again to anyone else. Oh, okay. My lips are sealed, miss. My lips are sealed. Sa <laughs> Excellent. Good. Sarah and I are lovers. <gasps> she holds her hands up to her face. Lovers? But she's a woman. And you're a, you're a woman as well. And we are also both married to men. <gasps> oh, 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 that's very modern of you. That's not, that's not made it up here to Derby yet, you know. Oh, but it gets a bit much more scandalous, madame. You do not know. Can I rely on you on one more secret? <gasps> oh, yes, you can. Yes, you can. That man, Jamie, is Zara's husband. We did not think he would find us here. Oh, oh, I might need a strong cup of tea after this. Oh. Now, he, he is a kind man, he is, and it hurts my heart to know that I am doing this to him, me and Zara, the devils that we are, but please, I, you would be an angel if you could give me Zara's number. I just want to talk to them and just end this whole thing. Oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in women's suffrage. Oh, the, oh, bless you, me too, me too. <laughs> but now, uh, round, round these parts... That, that sort of thing. Oh, it wouldn't, wouldn't go down well. You, you're lucky you spoke to me. I am truly God himself was looking down at me. Oh, they're a very God-fearing community here. They would, oh, that, would, that would turn the hair white if they oh, heard about would. that. Oh, oh I'm sure it would. And she says, oh, let, let me just look it up in the book. Oh, Miss, oh, oh, Miss Shafiq. Oh, she's a very pretty young lady. I remember her she now. She is. She, oh, she oh. stole my art. I did not stand a chance. Oh, yes, when I was looking into her deep brown eyes, I... I just thought, oh, oh, she's a lot nicer than my Alfred back home. He with his big sausage, his big sausage fingers and his rough stubble. I was thinking, oh, maybe, maybe. Oh, no, 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 I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. Anyway. <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> the gay agenda. The gay agenda. Magic. <laughs> so, so she says, oh, yes, she, um, Shafiq, she's been here for three days. Oh, yes, she took, she took the whole, whole of the sixth floor. 
all the she, she took both of the both the bridal suite. And now you, now it all makes sense to me. Now, now you're telling me all this. She took the she took the bridal suite. Oh, and she took two other suites. She's got the whole of the sixth floor. Her friends are up there too. Very very interesting chaps they are. Very big. Bit, oh, they're not English. Oh, they aren't, are they? <laughs> oh, oh, but sorry, I, I I take it you're not either by the sound of your voice and. Yes, we we. <laughs> and, and yeah. Anyway, yes. Should I ring up? Should I tell her you're coming? Oh no, I I won't head up quite yet. I might, you know, I need to take a breather. You know, splash some water on my face. I need to present my best face. Please do not alert them. I need to take my time. You know. She she sort of reaches under the counter and says, "Ear love." When I'm feeling a bit peaky, I take a slug of this and she hands you a, a little miniature of brandy. She says, it's all right, I get them for free. They don't mind. And she gives you a little brandy miniature. Oh, you're an angel and I pocket that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you have all the information you need. What are you going to do with that? So I'm going to uh, walk back outside and make like, oh, I need some air. And I'll uh, round the corner to where Jack would be waiting and be like, I got, I got the number. What's she say? Where, where, where's that at? So she has bought the entire sixth floor, the bridal suite and two other suites. Sixth floor? That can't be true, because Jamie's at 511. She must have been lying to you, I think. Or they could have bought separately. Oh, I suppose, I suppose. What do you want to do? You want to go inside then? So... Ah, shit, I didn't find out what her specific room is. Well, I could assume it was the bridal suite, I guess. Hmm. Oh, yeah, it's, um, she, 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 she told you it was, it was like a, a name oh, okay. suite. It wasn't like a number. Oh, sweet. Nice, okay. So do you want to go, do you want to go, like, up there, or do you want to maybe try to go, I wonder, is it facing to the street? Because otherwise we could try to go from the outside, I suppose. <laughs> Climb up? <laughs> I cannot, I cannot, you can if you want, I cannot. <laughs> I'm not a climber. All right, well, let's go from the inside. I scale. Spider shit. I know, maybe not. Anyway, so what do we do? Do you want to go inside then? Should we go through the kitchen maybe? Or do you want to, should we wait for later? What do you want to do? We could wait until later when we think they could be out. Like, did, when you uh, infiltrated them earlier, did they seem like party goers? Would they like go out for drinks or anything? When you spoke to Jimmy, when you talk to everyone else, do you think they would be going out uh, to bars perhaps? I'm very curious now. Let's just go. Let's just go the fuck up there. Let's just listen if we can hear something, and if we don't hear something, let's just fuck him but again and get the shite. Well, I was thinking, if you what you were saying about climbing the building, that could be good for night time. If you want to go up from the outside, and I want to go in from the inside. That sounds great, but I mean, what do we do in the meantime? We just get so bored. Do you want to go and have another drink? I would love to read a book. Have a good drink. I have a plan. Look, let's go to the back of the building. Let's get into the kitchen. Let's. Fuck up one of the people that work in the kitchen, get the clothing, dress up like people that work there, and then pretend to be like people that work in the hotel. It's a great uh, camouflage, and we just go up there and uh, we'll try that. We could even like get one of these like pushing carts, and maybe like you hide <laughs> under the pushing cart, and I'm a waiter, and I'll bring some shite up there. That's a safe play, that's it. So, how about we go to the back of the building? I'll somehow try to. I just need to get some clothing, I guess, and then one of the carts, and then the kitchen might be the best place to do that. When you go around the back, you just happen to be coinciding exactly with them bringing out the laundry and all of the uniforms ready to be picked up. <laughs> Lovely, but but there isn't a cart or anything. Right? We just need to get the cart, but that's no problem. Maybe then let's get maybe two uh, uniforms. Uh, Gwen, do, my mom, do you also want to dress up or should it just be me then? I will dress up too. It's a good idea, disguise. All right, should we do it outside here? It's kind of cold, but I guess it's probably better. 
I mean, there's yeah, no one around. It. It's probably yeah. a good right. moment. Well, to... fuck it. I'm gonna dress I'm gonna up. Start in... ripping off my clothes. Don't look alright. I've got a hairy. I've got a very hairy arse. So I'll take like this this dark green west, like and like a, a pajan hat, right? A kind of pajan hat that the Paja wears. Uh... So you are now dressed up. Okay. And you have a trolley. You are going to have to make a little bit of a roll as you go through the kitchen, because obviously you're, you're strangers, obviously, but you're going to have to make some kind of deceptive type of thing, either a disguise roll or a persuade roll or something like that. I would already be in the trolley. Oh, are you already in the trolley? Okay. Yes, yeah. I want trolley. to, like, the second we saw that trolley, I want to, like, boop, right in there. Okay, you're inside. So, so Jack, it's, uh, it's just you. So you're pushing it through, and uh, one of the porters comes up to you and says... Who the hell are you? To, to you, Jack. What do you, what do you mean? I don't recognise you. Are you what, new what, here? Well, of course, yeah, of course you don't recognise me, but I was told this is a very friendly place with extremely friendly staff. My, the, the previous hotel I was working in, I actually had to leave because I'm, I'm very sensitive and everybody was very mean. So I'm a little bit... Uh, I was hoping that everybody would be very nice here. You certainly not, sir. Well, what are you doing? Look at the state of that tablecloth. It's, it's got bloody stains in it. He reaches out to try and grab it off to exchange it for a clean one. And what do you do to prevent him from rumbling you? Oh, no, it was just on my way to get it cleaned up and I'm actually going to pick up a clean one with uh, with the dish that was ordered, I think, on the sixth floor. So don't don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll be doing this. I haven't got time to waste with the likes of you. Well, look, you better shape up. Jacket doesn't fit either. Now, shape up or ship out. And then he goes off to his... <laughs> to deal with his stuff. So you successfully evade <laughs> notice. It is a big hotel, so there is a goods elevator, like for the serving staff. So you've got a separate elevator apart from the... Um, away from the, the guest elevator. What do you think, when Should we go to the um, sixth floor, then? Are you talking to me right now? Oui, oui. Contestez moi. Where Contestez are moi. we? <laughs> we are on the elevator. We are on the elevator. No one else is around? Okay. She's... Yeah, you, you, you can speak up loud now. We're in the elevator. I've got this vision of you just parting the like the two bits of the tablecloth and peeking your head out from underneath. and. <laughs> You can only see my nose and my mouth. I had this vision that could be like a hole in the cart and she could actually stick her head through the dish that's on top of it, but that would be too much. <laughs> Maman, should we go to the um, sixth floor or fifth floor then? Did we grab any food to put on top of the... Yeah, I got some bananas. I just picked up some bananas. Yeah, as a plate for some bananas. Yeah, yeah. The decoration they put into the room every morning. We, I would say to... What we could do is you would... Put me in front of one door, knock, knock, and say, room service, here is your food. And then whoever, I assume, would, like, pull the cart in. And if you would like, you could come in or you could totally dash before they get to the door. If you want to go into a different room, perhaps search more. Do you think we should split up or do you want to come in the same room as me? I, I would like to go together. I have my, my gun with me, by the way, my automatic gun, just in case. Oh, I no, mean... no, no, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, no, we, I do not want to start a gunfight. We have an entire floor. We will die. We will die. Yeah, you're right. You're so smart, Maman. I, I really, really admire. I adore. Je t'adore, Maman. Je t'adore pour toi, intelligence. Maman, without over, over like uh, inflationary use of your, your fox bell, I mean, but we could go inside. I could put the bananas on the table. Then you do a fox bell and we do the same old trick from the Blue Pyramid. We'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake, it's a fire. I need to all get out now. I think I agree with you in that we should both go into the same room. I think you can run distraction, and then I can kind of scuttle around in their room while their back is turned. Okay, you go up to the sixth floor, and there are three doors, two rooms. There are two junior suites, and there is the bridal suite at the far end of the corridor. The corridor is is not empty, though. There are two burly-looking, Egyptian probably, men, 
standing either side of the door to the bridal suite. And they kind of look up at you and they don't seem to really react. They're just like, you know, whatever. But you're going to have to get past them, obviously. Well, we just go past them then. Oh, they're, you're saying they're blocking the door? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. They're standing either side, but obviously they're, they're kind of... Uh, they're obviously just watching you. They don't seem concerned. You're obviously brought up some food, you know. Okay. Well, I, I will greet them because that's what hotel employees would do. Good morning, lads. How are you this morning? I am fine. He is fine too. He doesn't speak. I hope you're enjoying your stay here at the Great Northern. <laughs> the other one is one of those sort of like quite plump, shaven-headed ones. And he doesn't speak. Maybe he doesn't have a tongue. All right. <laughs> well, have a great day then, lads. <laughs> and, and the one says, who is this for? Oh, this is for the um, bridal suite. I, I don't know who it is for. It's just I just was told it's for the bridal suite. Okay. What is it? It's our standard breakfast exotic fruit treat for our special guests. I guess all oh. of that. Okay. And he kind of holds up an arm in front of you and, and he says, you wait here. And then he knocks and a voice, Zara's voice from inside says, yes. And then he kind of opens the door a crack, pokes his head and, and he says something in Arabic that you don't. Well, actually, Gwen, you do understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says, your breakfast is here. And she goes, oh, thank you. Bring, tell them to come in. And uh, he, he then kind of opens the door fully and, and uh, gestures for you to go in. And you go in. I go in, but I have my I put my head a bit more into my face, and I kind of hold my head a little bit lower so she can't see my face because she knows my face. <laughs> yeah, that was that was the one little flaw in the plan, but otherwise it was a perfect plan. And actually, you know what? You can make me a luck roll. I, I mean, there's no point because you got so much luck. No, but I just, make a I luck just roll. gave um, eight away. So <sighs> oh. okay, she's reading a magazine. She's reading Hare and Hound, and she obviously has designs on becoming a, a, an English lady. You know, and riding riding horses and hunting foxes and all of that stuff. She's not reading the scoop? Do I see the scoop inside the pages of this? No, no, no. She's reading all about um, fox hunting, you know, which back then was acceptable. Don't judge her. You right, can judge right. her for many other things. <laughs> can Gwen see from below there? Is she able to see something? I would not peek. I would not peek <laughs> at all. You're not peeking. You're not peeking. <laughs> no, no, no. I will not risk that. <laughs> but maybe through the cloth, like maybe through the tablecloth with the window, the light, maybe it kind of shines. Maybe you can look through. So you also notice that there's a couple more of her bodyguards are also in the room, and they're they're playing cards at a table. They're gambling. <laughs> okay. Yeah. No. All right. And so, what do you do? What's the plan now? I mean, you had a plan, but what, you can just uh, leave Gwen in there, or what? <laughs> no, no, no. So I'm going to roll. I'm going to actually move very slowly, but like slowly but determined, as if I knew exactly where I'm going. So I kind of walk in, pushing the thing, not making a lot of sound. I just I. Don't even know yet if I will say something. But the first thing I do, I, I have my head sort of slightly low so I don't show my face all the way. And I kind of look um, to the left and to the right to kind of determine where I will actually push the cards. When I'm looking out for a table that I could... Because I want to, first of all, have sort of... I want to be determined in where I'm going. I don't want to seem like... I don't want to catch her attention by sort of like staying in the room, not doing anything. So I want to move the card to, with determination towards a table. So I'm looking for tables. Okay. You can make a spot hidden as well. I. Of course, you've got amazing spot hidden. You've got all the skills. Okay. Well, you, you see several things. One, there is a table. It's like a desk, actually. And on that desk are some familiar-looking books. <laughs> oh, nice. There's also a rather fetching brass bowl. Or was it gold? I can't remember. Anyway. I think it was gold. <laughs> or gold. There's a, there's a rather fetching gold, gold bowl. bowl. Gold, gold bowl. bowl. 
There is a gold bowl. There's on the a gold table. You should say bowl. golden bowl. A golden bowl. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we have the word golden. <laughs> that's, a, that's good. That's, that, is that really true? I don't know. It sounds plausible. I have an English degree, so I can say whatever I want. <laughs> All right. There is a golden bowl on the table. And also, right next to Zara, kind of leaning against the wall, is a rather ornate smoked glass mirror. And I suppose, and I've kind of lost track of what she stole it from you. But um... So, <laughs> it was the scepters, the bowl, the book, the masks. So, yeah, you see all that over on the desk. There is a, another, like a coffee table in front of Zara. And she looks at you and says, you, you can put it there, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, I pretend to not hear her and I'm steering towards where like one of the objects are. So he said the books are on the one table and they didn't mention the masks, correct? No, there's no you cannot see the masks. No, no. scepters, right? Just the mirror, the books. And what's the third thing I see? The bowl. What was the bowl about? Uh, that was something before your time. It's of sentimental value to, to Cole. Let's put it that way. Okay, there are some things I'm thinking, but I, um, the table she's, she's pointing me at, that's not the table where the books are, correct? No, no, that's the coffee table in front of her. The books are over by a desk, on a desk. Okay, well, I'm going to do what she says, because I think other things would be confusing, so I'm going to steer... Sorry, you said the coffee desk is in front of her? Coffee table is in front of her, and the desk with the books are kind of off to the side, but probably about 15 feet away. And you can make me a group luck roll now, which means, Jack, you don't get to roll this. It means Gwen gets to roll this. Okay. I got 81. Okay. Fuck's sake! Oh my god! There's no reason you can think of, Jack, to go over to that desk. It would seem very strange, because she's asked you to put the food on the coffee table in front of her. And she says, it is okay, sir. You can leave the, the trolley here. And she reaches into her purse for some money to tip you. What are you doing, Jack? I hold up my hand. Now, of course I do. That's what, what people do. I don't want to catch any um, sort of suspicion. She says, no, no, pl- please. You can, I, I say leave trolley, but you can, you can put the, the food on, on the table for me and, and the coffee. I make a gesture to my ear like I'm, I can't hear. I'm like deaf. I'm making a gesture to my ear like, I can't, can't hear, can't hear. I'm, I don't hear what she says. She says, no, please put the food on the table for me and, and the coffee. There must be coffee here. Okay, so I nod, I nod like, oh, okay, I get what you mean now, okay, and then I sort of slowly move to the table, but I sort of, I step in between the table and the cart, and I start putting all the bananas onto the table. Did you just bring her bananas? Such a terrible breakfast. No, it's like a complimentary um, breakfast, like uh, exotic breakfast mix. It's, it's, it's um, grapes and uh, bananas. It's, it's mostly bananas, but, you know, it's, it's they're cheaper. <laughs> mostly bananas. She says, oh, you have a very strange breakfast here. I am used to croissant. And jam, you, you bring me fruits. But I suppose, I suppose it will do. Okay, I, I bow, I bow in front of her, as, as people do. She gives you um, two shillings, which is a good tip for 1925. I, I bow even deeper then, one more time. I bow she even says, deeper. no, thank you, thank you. Okay. So what are you doing? Uh, so are you just going to leave now, or what? Well, I'm going to, I want to leave with the card. I'm going to take the card with me, because I didn't hear what she said. She might have said something about the card. I didn't hear it, because I'm deaf. As you go to reach the cart, she says, no, no, sir, please leave. I, I, I want more of these fruits later. So, but yeah, but look, like I, I signaled her that I don't hear, and I put myself between the table and the cart. So as I am going for the cart, I am turning around. So I face my back to her. I don't hear what she says. I, I just don't hear. I'm acting like I don't hear. And she I'm, goes, oh, this English. Terrible. They told me the service was terrible in this country. She says to one of her bodyguards, and he just goes, eh, 
Because he's, he's probably just lost a hand, so he's kind of annoyed. I pushed a cart outside. I mean, because I, with all... Actually, as I reach the door, I'm like, ding! No, I should leave the cart here, because this way Gwen can stay here. When I leave the room, she can do her thing. So I'm like, uh, I turn around, look at Zara without showing my face, and I'm like, ah! Like, gesture like, oh, oh, of course, sorry, sorry. And I, I, I push the cart back next to, between the coffee table and the other desk that you mentioned 20 feet away, and then I kind of walk outside the room. Well, it's funny, because you get to the door, and you can't open it. And then Zara says, Oh, b- before you leave, sir, could I ask you one question? My gesture, I'm, I don't hear. I'm like, I don't hear, I don't hear. She says, uh, Mr. McVitie, which of your friends should I kill first? And then... When you turn around, you see that the mirror is now showing an image of Henson manufacturing. Probably a bird's eye view. And you can see Jamie and Cole at the entrance. But you can also see Marcus and Claudia on the roof of the barn. And she says, I haven't decided yet. Maybe I leave it to you to decide. Or maybe Gwen. Gwen! Maybe you are a better place to decide. (laughs) After she hears her name, you hear a great sigh from beneath the tablecloth. And Gwen just flings her leg out, gets out on her arms and knees, stands up, rips off the cook's mock, throws it on the ground, and holds out her hands. (laughs) Oh, oh, Gwen, it was all I could do to not burst out laughing when I saw you coming in. Oh, my dear, sit down, sit down, have some breakfast, and maybe we have some coffee, and then we decide who, who dies and who lives. Very well, and Gwen walks over to a chair and just plops down and tucks into the food. Eat some bananas. <laughs> Perfect. And now we will cut back to Henson Manufacturing. God, this fucking omniscient bitch. <laughs> it went so well. <laughs> Okay, so we are right in the thick of the action, guys. You have just set fire to the storage room, to the big shed. So six workers come out. Uh, Six workers have rushed over to douse the flames. And also, of course, Frank Marshall came out and a certain gentleman in a wine-coloured tuxedo with a lazy stovepipe. And then they signalled to behind them and a few kind of rough-looking men come out who you pretty sure look like they're armed. And they're like, they're kind of standing halfway between uh, the shed, the burning shed and the workshop. So this was a little bit of a, that kind of threw you a bit because, and, and Jamie says to, to, says to you, Cole, fucking hell, Cole. They didn't, didn't they tell me about these, the muscle they had? They didn't tell me about my friend either. Yeah, what? Who's that then? Who's that weirdo? Weirdo over there. An old friend. He stepped off the train, decked a man, and then ran off. Who knows? Aye. Sounds more like your kind of... Your, your MO. <laughs> that was the last time I punched someone, Jamie. <laughs> oh, come on, Cole. There was that time down up in ha- Harlem. <laughs> I could I, I could barely pull you off the guy. You were, like, you were turning his face into spaghetti bolognese. Listen, you wouldn't give me any answers. Anyway, 
<laughs> anyway, yes. So there's this scene of kind of chaos playing out in front of you. You you haven't been like spotted yet because you're kind of hanging around by the gate. So you've also con- you've got eye contact also with Claudia and Marcus up on the old barn. So what are you going to do? I turn to Jamie. I say, "Hey, can you keep an eye on Marshall? I think I'm going to have to deal with good old Wino over here myself." Anyway, you can uh, you can kind of take their attention away. Cool. It's it's, it's one, one against four. I I, I don't know. I mean, I I, rec- I I fancy myself, but but you know, I don't need you to engage them. I just need you to tail them away. Do that thing with the meatpacking district, going in oh, and out of windows and shit. Aye, 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 aye. You know You're what? still that spry, right? Aye, aye. Yeah. I tell you what. I got an idea. And he says, this may this may cause a bit of a bit of bother but I reckon it's the best bet what do you think and he goes along almost parallel with the men who are standing in front he's just kind of walking along casually so Marshall is there Grums is standing behind him in fact at this point Marshall and Grums they just kind of turn round and they go back into the building into the machine shop because it looks like the the men have got the workers have got the the fire under control but the, the two muscle in front they're still standing there and they're kind of looking around and as Jamie passes them they sort of look over a bit suspiciously to him and you see him in one smooth jet fluid motion he just drops his arm <laughs> swings up his shotgun <laughs> points it through the railings and just lets both barrels go at once and we are in a <laughs> and we are in a fight <laughs> so y- you realize also that the the little doorway the door to the uh, fence through the fence is actually kind of it's unlocked it obviously looks it looks like you could just kind of open it and go straight through but what i'll do is i will roll right now for jamie it's actually a surprise attack so the first one is an automatic hit the second one i will roll for ah, two hits hell yeah <laughs> actually I, I because I, I really should roll again uh, another d10 because it's a, a second shot so okay so the second one is at disadvantage so okay. he, he actually missed i'm afraid but the hey, first one good shot on. the first one does 46 and he does 13 damage and let me see how does one barrel miss enough. and the other hit if they're both like firing at the same time like boom boom yeah two shots uh, the second one misses and then he just starts running <laughs> He just starts running down Albany Road towards kind of the the old barn direction, trying to draw the other one away. And the guy just shouts out in shock, and he runs towards another gate, and he's chasing Jamie right now. So the the way is completely clear now. But obviously, a gun has just gone off, so there's going to be chaos ensuing. What what are you doing? What are you doing, Cole? I am going to sneak on through that gate and try to go in through as I draw. We're just going to... There we go. Okay. So you're going to, are you going to run or are you going to like try and sneak that way? I'm going to try, I'm trying to try to be a little sneaky, you know, fast walk, kind of like, I'm up to no good. Let me just sneak behind and close the door. I think you have to make a hard stealth roll actually, because there's a, there's a lot of action going on uh, in the, you know what? I think because of the distraction of the fire, I think I'll just give you a regular roll. So make a, okay. make a stealth roll. Oh, come on, baby. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> You creep up, and just as you get to the corner, say about about, mm-hmm. oh, I just did a tiny little. <laughs> as you get to there, you hear shouts and voices coming from inside the workshop, and you're pretty sure someone's about to come out because you can hear the voice getting louder. What do you want to do? 
press up against the wall, like, adjacent from the door. Like, the door's facing out that way. I want to be around the corner. Okay, cool. And what you see is Grums (laughs) walking out the door, and you've never seen him like this before. He doesn't look like the man you used to know. I'm not, I'm not doing this to make it any easier, by the way. <laughs> he doesn't look like the man you used to know. There's some, Something has gone inside him. I mean, he was teetering on the edge a few times, but now um, oh, it looks... Yeah, gone. Yeah. And you see him just kind of unclip two grenades from, from his lapel bandolier. He's got this weird, like, lapel bandolier contraption that he's got, like, six... He's got six grenades attached to, and he just unclips two and starts just, like, striding towards, towards the, the door that the, uh, the other thug went through as he, as he sets off in pursuit of your friend, Jamie. He's right here. This is a golden opportunity. I want to take out my gun and shoot his hand. I'm pretty close. I've got really good... Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've got really good firearm, and I'm doing one shot. <laughs> and you shoot him in the hand, and... The grenade kind of just tumbles out of his hand and you see that he's already pulled the pin out (laughs) as the grenade handle just kind of flicks up. It's almost going in slow motion. (laughs) Can I, like, as I'm shooting the hand and before I realize that the pin's been pulled, can I be like... I'm always a better shot than you, Grums. And then bang, and then... So he's half turning, and you shoot him, and the bullet just kind of creases the front of his hand, and blood goes spurting out. The, the grenade goes arcing up in the air in this slow motion kind of tumble. You see the pin just kind of, like, you know, release and get triggered off, uh, sort of uh, springing off into the air, and everything seems to slow down to a, to a, to a crawl. Time seems to slow down to a crawl. And uh, we will switch over to uh, Claudia and Marcus. As you, you, you've been watching all this playing out. You can see um, Jamie being... Drain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can see Jamie being chased by one of the thugs who, whose pal he just shot with his shotgun. And you can see C- Cole and Grums and a ready-to-go-off grenade just arcing up in the air a few feet in front of Grums. What are you doing? We're going to turn Marcus be like, are we going to kill Grums? Is that what we're trying to do? I don't think I want to kill him. Well, my gun kills, so I don't really know what to do. <laughs> I'm just going to watch. <laughs> like... You can shoot someone to disable them as well. The thing is, like, you never shoot anybody unless you are willing to kill them. Even something like you're shooting them in the leg or the arm is going can kill them. You know what I mean? That is true, but it's also pulp, so... I'm also concerned that if I miss, I might hurt the cat. So, like... <laughs> the cat! I don't know, cat how, I don't know how cruel Andy is. Like, if I fumble, will he be like, you just killed the cat, you monster. And then I have to deal with that my whole life. I <laughs> I think the cat, having seen the grenade going up... Does the cat recognize what a grenade... Wait, so Andy, are you saying that the cat re- knows what a grenade is? I'm sure the cat knows. I mean, it's been, it's been hanging around Grums long enough. <laughs> it's a pulp cat. <laughs> I think, no, the cat has sprung back because a gunshot has just gone off right, n- oh, right next true. to it. Okay, if the, gun- if the cat's not there... What do you want to do? I mean, honestly, I just want to hold and wait because... Grums doesn't have a gun, right? He just has a grenade? Uh, well, as far as you can see, he's just got grenades, yeah. Okay, yeah. then if he pulls out a gun, then I might try to shoot. But right now, he just pulled out a grenade, and 
Cole can run. <laughs> okay. I think I'm going to go for the guy after Jamie. It's going to be at medium range, because it's more than 10 yards. Okay, that's just dead. Describe what happens to this guy running down Albany Road after after Jamie. All right, what happens is when I aim and hit the fireman bullet, aiming right about towards his, right to the middle of his torso, and just rips through it. It's just like a, he's clutching at his, his stomach as his insides are just, like, blenderized <laughs> by the lid. And just falls Lovely. down on his face into the cement. Yeah, he's dead. And Jamie's like, he's very used to combat situations. And he's like, he looks around for a second, and he looks up at you and he gives you a thumbs up. Now, the grenade. You hear the tink, tink, tink of a grenade just kind of landing in front of Grums. You know you've got maybe two seconds. Grums actually, he's going to try and dive back into the workshop. I'm going to dive away as well. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to have to make a roll for Grums. Oh, no. Well, I mean, he, he does manage to get back some of the way, but not far enough back to avoid taking some of the blast from this thing. He doesn't manage to get around the corner before it goes off. But before it goes off, why don't you do your dodge roll? Well, something very good. I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll let you decide what happens because... Cole does a cartwheel. He's uh, deaf. He's deafened. Okay, he's nice. He's deafened. Nice. Cole leaps out of the way, and because he also failed... It's like one of his ears is, like, just shot, and he's ringing. Oh, God. All right. Well, I'm going to roll some damage for him because uh, he's taking 2d6. <laughs> well, he's he's a tough old nut, is Grums. There's, maybe there's some bits of shrapnel sticking in him, but he's, um, and he's lying on the floor prone right now. And you hear from inside Frank Marshall's rough voice saying, What the fuck's going on? Get fuck me! And he's like, and and you hear some kind of noise coming from inside, some scrambling. So, Claudia, I mean, you you weren't doing anything, but I think you you don't you no longer have any targets in sight because the guy is dead who was chasing Jamie. Grums has dived back into the workshop after the explosion, after the grenade has gone off. What do you want to do? I didn't really want to be helping take out these guys, but I guess might as well. So she knows that there are others inside. So I guess she would just be holding again, because if, if more come out looking like they're ready to ta- to fight Cole, then she would want to be ready to shoot them. And Marcus, what, what are you, what, what's your objective now? Uh, well, who's, who's still in the line of sight? Both of the thugs who are outside are dead. Grums has dived back into the workshop, main workshop. Cole is just around the corner having avoided any blast from the from the grenade. So right now you can't see any adversaries. I mean, there's a bunch of regular workers. I think they've run, actually. As soon as the fighting started, as soon as the shooting started, those six workers, they just all just ran out of the yard, out of the door that, that Cole had come in, and they're gone. They've gone. They're not sticking around to get, get their asses shot. So... As far as you know, the only two enemies left are Grums and Frank Marshall, and they're in the workshop that you're overlooking. There's actually no windows in, uh, from from the side that you're looking that, that you're situated. You can't actually see into the workshop, but you could clamber down if you want and then find your way in. It's up to you. I guess there's no really no point in us staying up here. We could go down and join them. I think yeah, I think that would be the logical thing is to head down to ground level. I'd say that Jamie's just kind of gone back so he shouts up to you and he says 
you're going to sit there all day? Or you come and help us then? To, to Claudia and Marcus. Well, we were going to be hiding up there, but I guess if you saw us, we are here. Hello. He says, I, I know who you are, you know. You know you, I know you, you know. You, <laughs> you, could, you could give us a hand. We had a whole plan. Look, you're working for Zara, the evil lady. We don't really want you to know too much. <laughs> oh, I, so I, I, I understand. I understand. But uh, anyway, uh, I think we've got to deal with those two bastards in there. Or Cole might get his ass shot off. So uh, he starts kind of making his way back kind of warily because he, he's there are some windows kind of facing out to the, to the road. So he's kind of crouching down, trying not to be seen. Cole, what are you doing? He's going to go around to the door that Grums just dove into. So you look in, it's like an L-shaped corridor as you as you poke your head in, and there's no sign of Grums. There's several doors leading off of this corridor. And Grums is not on the ground. He's not on the ground. He's obviously picked himself up. And you know what? Maybe a spot hidden. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's good. So maybe just as you came around the corner, you saw the door on the left, obviously leading into the main area. You saw it just slam shut. And there's a trail of blood going up to it. As if that's not enough. I'm going to like leap back outside. Kind of... Are Claudia and, uh, and Marcus going down? You can see them starting to come down from the roof. I, I assume that's what you're doing, yes, Claudia and Marcus? Yeah. Okay, so you, they've started coming down off the roof and they're heading towards you. I'm going to whistle as loud as I can to get their attention and motion to the other side of the building. Basically, watch the other end. Mm, nice. While I go around. I give a thumbs up. Okay. Everything seems to have kind of quieted down for a second. There's no more shouting. The men have left the yard. The, the fire has been put out. And perhaps, you know, this was just the sound of some mechanical activity or, you know, machine parts or whatever. They don't seem to be... I think you've been very lucky. No one is kind of passing by. There's no, there's no sign or sound of any police coming or anything like that. Things... This has probably all happened very quickly. You know, we're talking only about like a couple of minutes since you started this whole thing. But yeah, there's everything seems to have calmed down for the moment. And maybe Jamie and Claudia Marcus, you, you get to, to where Cole is standing. Everything is quiet inside the workshop. There's no signs of obvious movement. I say I say we do like a, a pincher movement. Jamie and I will take the front. Uh, Marcus and Claudia, you take the back. We'll, we'll try to flush them out. Jamie, got any more of that gasoline? Even if I did call, can I be setting this on fire? Shafiq needs what's inside this fucking place. It's part of the deal. You have a shit deal. Look, I, I don't know what your your history is with her, but... She's fucking you know, evil. She, all right, well, look, she may be evil, but there's some stuff in there that's pretty fucking valuable. I'm with you. I'm with you, but I, I gotta play my cards carefully now. You gotta understand that. But look, if there's something she wants in there... It might be something that we want too, you know? Claudia thinks and she's like, hmm, well, taking something from Zara that she wants when she took something from us that we want. Ooh, good deal, good deal. Okay, okay. We cannot, we can, we can measure boxes and play cards later. We've got two guys in there. We gotta get them out. Aye. Cole, as usual, you're the one talking sense. Yes, and that's not usually what happens. <laughs> I know, I was about to say. I didn't want to say, but then, you know. <laughs> well, compared to Jamie, Cole always talks sense. I guess it would help to take some of that stuff back with us, but we should uh, 
Maybe see if we can, if we can reason, we can look something with them, tell them to put their weapons down, and maybe we, that I, I imagine they don't want to die. And if they're they cultists and they don't give a fuck. I guess what we could, I guess in that case, I guess we are kind of at a, it's not enough fire for me, I guess. I don't know. I, th I thought I'd be burning something today. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he only watched that. He didn't get to do it. I think that that, that must hurt. We're going to call it the scorpion plan. And as you're walking around, you hear a familiar voice bellowing out from inside. You'll never take me alive, you motherfuckers! You abandoned me in London! Now you're going to pay! <laughs> of course, he's the victim. You ran off, man! We tried to find you, but you couldn't... We couldn't find you! Where were you? I only wanted a kebab! Claudia whispers to herself, we didn't try to find you, actually. We just left. <laughs> so you, you're you around the back, ready to kick the door in, I guess. Cole and Jamie, you can see that you're going to need to go into this corridor a bit. I, I want to whisper to Jamie real quick. If you like, stick close to the wall, he's got nades. He says, I, I, I saw that little flashbang go off. Look, one more powerful than a flashbang. Cole's going to, like, grab the knob and kind of uh, fling it back, but also, like, step back behind the wall. Okay. And as you do that, you hear the plink of a grenade pin. Mm -hmm. there it is. At this point, I think it would be perfect moment to cut back <laughs> to the hotel. Of course. <laughs> Gwen and Jack, you've been cordially invited to breakfast, to join Zara for breakfast. And she's being the perfect host. She's pouring the tea... She's spreading the butter on your toast. She's asking if you want milk and if you want one lump or two. She says, I have been reading in this very interesting magazine how to host guests for breakfast. How am I doing, Gwen? Oh, very well. This seems very uh, classic among the English style. <sighs> yes, I I, uh, I know. I Like you, I'm sure we prefer croissant. So much better than this dry toast, but... Oh, I miss it. They do not use enough butter in their mm, shit. Absolutely. They, they are a Puritan nation. They do not understand the simple pleasure of butter. They do not. They do not know how to live deliciously. <laughs> they do not. They do not. Jack, you are being very quiet. Is, is there something wrong with your tea? Did I make it too strong, too weak, too much sugar? Jack just remains in silence. And by the way, he still has his gun, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah, he's got his gun. Yeah, but he doesn't say anything. He's just very... He feels very embarrassed because he brought ourselves in this very stupid situation. So he's very... He feels guilty and embarrassed. He actually is turning a little bit. He's blushing a bit, but he's not showing it. He says... Oh, oh Jack, do not be embarrassed. This was... There was nothing you could do. Do you not understand? This mirror allows me to see you all, all the time. It's like a tel telepathic vision, right? Ah, yes, yes. Then I'm, I am disappointed you did not remember the power of this object. Oh, I did. And actually, when she turned to look at Jack to talk, what Gwen did was she fished uh, the little bottle of alcohol out of her pocket, unscrewed it, and topped it off of her own tea and just dumped it all entirely. And so she raises that to take a swig as she's responding to Zara and saying, Oh, I did, I did uh, tell them about it, but I was hoping that you were perhaps uh, not on site, perhaps left that packet somewhere. No, oh, Gwen, Gwen. Oh, if we had met in different circumstances, I am sure we could have been friends, don't you think? Could we? 
cults don't take to me. <laughs> oh, cults. Cults. Families, communities, belief circles, organizations, banks, you know. I am so desiring. You, you call us a cult. You make us seem like a group of ignorant idiots believing in some nonsensical garbage. Oh, I don't think you're stupid. I think perhaps the people who are doing the muscle work may be. But I don't think you are stupid, Zara. I've never thought that. You may be right about that. They are pretty stupid, aren't they? Speaking of stupid, how's Enjo doing? <gasps> oh, Enjo. Oh, he was so embarrassed. He has offered himself up to the Black Pharaoh to be consumed at the next ritual. I think it was the only fair thing to do, do you not think? That makes sense. <laughs> he would be consumed and absorbed into the Dark Master. It is for the best. But I am so sad because he of a million forums and a million names, my master, he has taken interest in you. He has told me himself. He would be so desirous for you to um, be entertained by him in my homeland. When she says that... Gwen is met mid-sip, and she starts sputtering, coughing. Whiskey is dribbling out of her nose, and there are tears streaming from her eyes, so she can't respond. <laughs> she says, oh. no, one day you will understand, I hope, what all of this is about, what all of this is for. There is a greater purpose to what we do. It is not purely for the pleasures of death and destruction, enjoyable though those, though those are. Those are not ends in themselves. They are means to something else. And at this point, the mirror is starting to... is showing you this whole crazy scene that just played out with the grenades and with the fire and with the shooting and the death. Ah, Jesus Christ! <laughs> and she says, Your friends seem to be doing quite well, don't you think? Yes, they are very dependable people. Mm -hmm. That is why I like you so much. <laughs> Yes, and you will find that they will do the job for you, yeah. <laughs> oh, and they I... will be useful. They are more useful alive than dead. That I know, Gwen, that I know, but I, I would only kill them if I have to. After all, these things in this workshop, you must understand, they are very important to us. And it is up to me now to ensure that they reach their destination. Speaking of, uh, as your lord of many faces and many forms said to you regarding the hosting us, would you mind if I took a walk around, not leaving or anything, and just looked at some of the exhibits you have around here? Well, I don't see what harm that would do. Hmm. By all means. Excellent. I will love to solve my curiosity and not watch my friends murder each other. Jack, what are you doing? I'm just well, standing there. Is... I mean, I'm, I'm standing there, and uh, well, I was looking at things. I was trying to spot anything that could be of help. And I'm, I mean, I'm well aware she's very powerful. Like, I, I'm sure the gun wouldn't help anything because she would probably sort of like suck it away, magnetizing, with magnetizing power. So he's not doing anything. Jack is sort of he's kind of helpless. And Zara says, "Please, Gwen, those books—they are yours. That was the deal. I mean, if I was a." less generous person, maybe I would cancel the deal, given that um, you make some <laughs> rather amusing attempts to infiltrate and probably try to steal them. But let's make bygones be bygones. I think that is the expression. And please, examine them. I have already taken what I need from them. Ah, very well. Thank you very much. And I'd like to look over our things and make sure everything's still there. 
And they don't seem to be like replicas or anything. <laughs> oh, no, these are definitely in the books. You know them. You can smell them and taste them. And she says, no, please, Gwen, take them. Take them. You to understand that I have only goodwill towards you. Very well. Thank you very much. And I'll start putting them into my bag <laughs> hesitantly. <laughs> she says, good, good, good. I, this, is, this is how a deal works. You do something for me. I do something for you. Speaking of, uh, where are those uh, scepters that we filched from Gavigan? Oh, Gwen. Oh, Sarah. <laughs> I suppose I must be a woman of my word. Much appreciated. She, she says, Karak, go to back room. And one of the guys gets up, goes to the back room, comes back out with a a purple velvet box and he opens it and you see the two scepters sitting there and, he's, and she says a deal is a deal Karak thank you and and he puts them down on the coffee table can I touch them to make sure they're the real ones sure do I feel the same pull yeah you get that tingle and she says oh Gwen you don't trust me oh I thought we had got past all of this I do trust you a certain amount, Zara. I'm just, I'm not so sure about how these magic items work all the time. What with me being new and you being so experienced in this field. I thought perhaps the magic power could have been drained of some sort. Uh, you are starting to understand many things. Uh, I admire, I admire you, Gwen. Oh, thank you. Oh, yes. And so now what we are on subject. So we have the scepters, we have the books, we got the ball. Now there's just the masks. Mm, no, 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 no. <laughs> oh! From what I hear, you like one of them, but the other? Uh, maybe. Maybe. I tell you what. You do one thing for me right now. My friends are doing one thing for you right now. They're doing a few things. They are, but they are not quite as safe as you may think they are. You do one thing for me now. It will help your friends. It will help me. And I will give you the golden mask. But the mask of Hyanna, that is mine. You would not benefit from it, believe me. Very well. Do one thing for me. What is the thing? Use the mirror. Kill Marshall. Now. 